This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. This holiday season, give the gift of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to me. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Me. Five-star reviews. Enjoy the show. It's Sunday, December 8. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Americans are annoyed with billions of robocalls every month. Robocall scams leave anyone with a cell phone vulnerable to fraud. Today, it's time for Congress to act. Registrations on the national do not call list increased over the past year. Those voices are discussing robocalls, the automated spam messages that combine the joy of telemarketing with the thrill of sending someone to voicemail. With more than 180 million calls placed daily, robocalls are among America's most prevalent form of lawlessness, narrowly beating out jaywalking, not washing your hands after using the toilet, and bursting into applause when the pilot lands the plane. Today, Half of all phone calls are automated scams, the other half amounting to manual scams, where you're tricked into having a conversation when a text would have done just fine. The major breakthrough that made the sheer volume of robocalls possible is known as neighborhood spoofing, which makes a call seem as if it's coming from your phone number's area code. If you had hoes in different area codes, perhaps you'd be harder to deceive. The same kind of tech that powers Skype makes it possible for scammers to place millions of calls a day for just 0.006 cents a minute. An absolute bargain, considering 1-800-COLLECT charges $2.99 for the first five. Here are a few robocalls I received this week. Should have received something in the mail about your car's extended warranty. Hey Greg, if you're get this, give me a call. As you can tell, they're quite sophisticated, especially that last one. It's no wonder robocalls are used to carry out a variety of scams and tricks, like fraud, identity theft, and trying to figure out if I'm coming home for Christmas. And avoiding robocalls has become quite the chore. Cell phone carriers and phone manufacturers are beginning to provide built-in call screening technology, going as far as to provide the option to block all incoming calls from coming through, effectively reducing your iPhone to a lonely vowel. Adding your number to the federal Do Not Call Registry is moderately effective for avoiding traditional telemarketing, but it's useless for escaping fraudulent robocalls. It's the same problem as having a do not murder list. It only works when Oscar Pistorius chooses to consult it. One reason robocalls have taken off is because of the sheer amount of user data companies are sucking down like Lemon LaCroix at a dry office party. The terms of service agreements and privacy policies you ignore whenever you download an app make it possible for companies with loose data policies to sell your information to third parties. And whether it's a 5 a.m. dive bar or Jill Stein, nothing good has ever come from a third party. Your phone number might seem like a small thing, but as companies like Facebook continue to misuse and mismanage personal data, all these erosions of privacy will keep making our lives just a little bit worse. Your phone won't stop ringing, you get notifications when you pass certain locations, those ads where they put your last name in a weird sentence on a hat keep showing up. It's a Jones thing, you wouldn't understand. No, we, uh, we do. Earlier this month, the House passed an anti-robocall measure that's on the way to the Senate, and it's expected to be signed into law by the end of the year. Now, obviously, this is not the most pressing issue of our time, but at least it demonstrates an issue that has a modicum of bipartisan support, unlike the impeachment inquiry where both sides can't even agree that it's not bipartisan. Because even though muting a phone call is easy, muting the nation's preeminent white supremacist is a little more difficult. 
And now it's time for the OJ Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Erica Steenburgen, a professional marriage and family therapist. Erica, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. On Tuesday, OJ mourned the loss of a loved one. Hey, Twitter world. Yours truly. A little bit of bad news. Uh, my condolences to the family of Pat Sullivan, 1971 Heisman Trophy winner from Auburn. A couple of years younger than me. <laughs> kind of scary for me. In any event, my best to his family. Well, tonight we got a heck of a game. Erica, what do you think about what OJ had to say? I think it's pretty common for someone to experience the death of a peer or someone close to their age and sort of, you know, begin to consider their own mortality as well. So I think that's an understandable response. Mm Hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Erica, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Greg. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other weird apps. I'm at underscore Greg Ott on Twitter. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you will be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you... It's dead. It's not even dead because it had to be alive in the first place. It's a good bit. Please. Spare the people. Oh my God. <laughs>